Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. We are on the second episode of our current series, The Main Thing. The Main Thing and second episode. And we just want to remind you that uh, this is a very, to me, a very pertinent series for us to be going through right now because there's a lot of things that are going on we're currently in the election season we're currently going through uh COVID-19 and it, it work money all these different things are going on but our responsibility as kingdom citizens is to be focused on the main thing not just things but on the main thing and just so that we are on track let's talk about our definitions the definitions of main means it's the principle or the chief you know that which is uh, uh, mostly regarded in prospect uh, the main branch you know that which is the principle or chief thing a thing is an event or an action that which happens that you know that's what the thing is and so we are going for the priest the, the principal or chief event or action that is what we are going towards that is what we're moving towards that uh, process now the uh, thing about episode number two is the subtitle for episode number two is objective. Now, objective is a goal or the thing that you're aimed at. So we're going to be talking about what are we aiming at as we are going toward the main thing. If you remember, our first episode was the mindset. So this episode is the objective. What is it that we are shooting for our goal to hit when we are talking about the main thing? So when we are seeking Christ and seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness, that means that we're seeking the true righteousness, God's way of living, doing, and being right and that we're making Christ Jesus the King of our lives and so seeking after uh, true righteousness and making Jesus Christ the King of our life will lead to a life that's truly fulfilled which is should be our goal is to have a fulfilled life and so, again, we're going to be in the sixth chapter of Matthew. We're going to be starting at the first verse, reading down to the seventh. And then we're going to jump into some of the verses from last week, just two of the verses from last week, the 32nd and the 33rd verses of Matthew, the sixth chapter. We are doing this in the English Standard Version. Matthew, the sixth chapter, starting at the first verse, says this. 
Beware of practicing your righteousness before other people in order to be seen by them. For then you will have no reward from your Father who is in heaven. Thus when you give to the needy, sound no trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets, that they may be praised by others. Truly I say to you, they have received their reward. But when you give to the needy, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing, so that your giving may be in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, you must not be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogue and at the street corners that they may be seen by others. Truly I say to you that they have received their reward. But when you pray, go into your room and shut the door, and pray to your Father who is in secret, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Now let's jump down to uh, Matthew 6.32. It says, For the Gentiles seek after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Father, we thank you for your word. We ask that it will resonate in our hearts, that we will live thereby. And so, the first point we want to talk about is what does true righteousness look like? And if we look at Matthew chapter 6, in the context of which it was uh, stated, Matthew 5 through 7 is when Jesus, well, it's called the Sermon on the Mount, where Jesus went in and said the blessed, and, you know, he's saying this is how we should be living. So Jesus was bringing up all this, all this. And chapter 5 was the, the beatitude, the attitude of how you should be. And so Jesus, because he knows his audience, is speaking to them in such a way that they could relate to what he was talking to. You have to remember back in those days, uh, there were many, uh, let's call them many kingdoms out there. And people probably, you know, just like any place else, were probably uptight about who was on whose side. Because it was based upon, you know, what the king wanted to, how the king wanted to treat you. And if you did things for the king, you know, it's that kind of attitude. But when he talks about these things, he, he doesn't try to sidestep them. He hits them right where uh, they understand. He says, of all that that I just went through, he says, the, the bottom line is that you must seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. So we are to seek God's kingdom, God's righteousness above any other kingdom. And above any other righteousness. That is his point. That you have all these other things going on, all these other things that are interacting with you, but we have to focus on the main thing. The main thing being God's kingdom, 
God's righteousness. God's kingdom and God's righteousness. So then that comes to a question, if I were to ask you one, is what type of righteousness and kingdom was competing with the true righteousness and the true kingdom? What was competing with it? Could it be the kingdom of the United States is competing against the kingdom of God? The kingdom of Christ? Could it be that the kingdom of selfishness is competing against the kingdom of God and the kingdom of Christ? What could be competing against the true kingdom and true righteousness? And so as we dive into Matthew 6, 1 through 7, we're looking at how our the righteousness process works. And again, as we said earlier, it all deals with our motive. It deals with our objective, our goal. What is our goal? What is our objective in doing these things that bring about righteousness? Hmm. And so, uh, so are we doing this in order so that we can appear to be righteous? Are we doing these things just so we can hear the accolades of men in our lives, in our hearing? What is driving us to do these things? And this is what verses 1 through 7 are interacting with us about. Because if that's what we're shooting after, then we are not operating under the umbrella of the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Because the kingdom of God and his righteousness is not about me or I. It's about doing things that cause people to look to Christ, to look to God, causing them not to focus so much on us but on him that has sent us so when you look at what should be happening and then you look at the descriptions that Jesus gives for, for instance he says oh so you go out there and you give and you sound a trumpet and you're just making all this noise drawing all this attention to yourself to say I'm giving to this poor man and everybody's like, yay, he's giving to the poor man. Jesus said, you got your reward. You just want, you want people to, to recognize that you gave to the poor man? You, you got your reward. So what that, what that tells you is that if 
they're celebrating you is your reward, then that means that you are not building up any reward up in heaven. Because he says you have got your reward. Mm. I wonder if you really wanted to just have an earthly reward. I just wonder. I'm not going to go deep into that. So, this is how we run into a word that we hear a lot, which is the word hypocrisy. Hypocrisy is actually a theatrical term where it means that you are putting on a facade or a face in order to do a performance. That's what hypocrisy means, that, it, that you're putting on a face, that you're, you're just doing this in order to perform. And so Jesus says, if you're just doing this so that you get the uh, acknowledgement of men, the celebration of men, if that's why you're doing this, you're a hypocrite. Because you're trying to say, I'm representing God, but you're not representing God. You're representing yourself. And so, as Christ, I, I think as Jesus was doing this, as he was maneuvering through this situation, I think that he was, uh, we, we say, stepping on toes. I think he was calling some people into question about what their objective was, what their motive was in the things that they were doing. Were they just doing it in order so that everybody can see and so everybody can think that they are spiritual? But he's saying, you know, don't just do it so that people think you are spiritual. Do it as unto the Lord so that you can be spiritual. Because if you are spiritual and you are doing this, your motive will change and your reward will be in a different location. Okay? So, so as Jesus was identifying some of these things, guess what? I bet you there were some, some, uh, some folks that were doing... And they were probably like, yeah, yeah, that's what I do. I walk around with a trumpet, and every time I give it to, give something to a poor person on the side, I make sure I blow it so that everybody can see. Or when it's time to pray, I make sure that I'm praying, you know, loudly, and I'm being verbose in the, the amount of words I use. And, I, you know, I, I go home and I look in the thesaurus to make sure that I can say words, you know, that other folks will have to look up, you know. I just love when people come to me and say, I just enjoyed you praying. You know, you just pray with so com so much complexity. And Jesus saying that's that's just a bunch of hogwash. You, that you, and then you do all that praying in in the uh, in the public. But then when you get home and you by yourself, you don't even know what prayer is. That's the hypocrisy. Because prayer is this inner dialogue between your heart and the Father that's in heaven. But you're placating, you're, you're, I'm not placating, you're, you're just throwing up this facade, just acting like you have that relationship. And if you notice, sometimes people uh, 
that will be praying in public, they'll start, it, it'll start sounding like a personal prayer all of a sudden. They'll say, hey, can you pray for us? And the next thing you know, they, they start praying for themselves because they don't have the relationship in secret so that they can actually intercede for other folks because when it comes time to pray, then they say, oh, and they start praying for their personal prayers, their personal concerns. So I'm not calling nobody out. I'm just saying this is what people do in order to make it look like they are part of the kingdom. And so as Jesus was talking about this is what a kingdom citizen looks like and also the contrast or the false motives of those that try to look like kingdom citizen it brought about this mindset of identification this is what this looks like and this is how you should not be or this is how you should be and it became it became a time for introspection a time to look into themselves to say okay what is truly my objective is my objective to get the recognition of men or is my objective to serve the kingdom of heaven to be a good ambassador citizen of the kingdom of god and his christ and to do that without worrying or being concerned about myself because we talked about that last week that God says don't don't be concerned about all that I will meet your need I've taken care of everything else why would I not take care of you so we want to not be so wrapped around the accolades of men we want to do the things to be the good citizens that god wants us to be so let's not focus on the things but let's focus on the main thing the principal thing the chief thing let us focus on the things that are necessary for us to be those representatives that god wants us to be There is an example that, that I ran into that I want to I bounce, bounce off of you. So let's just say that this, uh, this kid goes to school and he goes to school and he's bragging about his house. He's bragging about his car. Let's, let's say he's uh, in elementary school. And he's bragging about his house. He's bragging about his car. And he's bragging about uh, some vacations. And he's saying, you know, because of me, we was able to go here. We was able to buy this. And we, you know, and he just kept bragging about I was able to do this. I mean, how is this fourth grader able to do all these things? And we would all be like it's silly he ain't got no job how can he we know he ain't doing any of that stuff so the the only thing that the, uh, the that the, this fourth grader probably was really doing was maybe he made it fun for the family maybe he did some cleaning around the house you know he probably had some chores or something that he did he didn't 
buy the house. He didn't buy the car. He didn't pay for the vacation. I mean, he, he didn't do any of that. But he was trying to make it sound like he did and convinced all the other fourth graders that he was able to do that. So it would be crazy. It would be far-fetched for a child to convince us or to boast about and to take credit for his parents' riches. Right? It would, it would, it would be crazy. It would be unusual. But the same thing is true for us. Because we don't have any righteousness of our own. In fact, Isaiah said that our, our righteousness is as filthy rags. So our way of doing and being right is a lot of times self-centered, self-focused. It's all about focusing on us. But we want to brag that the reason we have all these things is because of our righteousness. And so we have to get to to understand that our righteousness really has any value doesn't have any value and because it doesn't have any value it's not really nothing that we can offer to God God wants us to come to the realization that everything that we need is in him the righteousness that we need, the salvation that we need, the sanctification, the glorification, everything that we need can and is found in him. That we can't take credit for any of this. And so our actions are a reflection of our motive, which is our objective, which is to reflect God in everything that we do. So our motive, which is our objective, our goal, is to point everyone toward God and the kingdom in which he represents. So we could brag on the thing that God has done, but we can't take credit for it. We could brag on what Jesus done, but we can't take credit for it. But we can celebrate what they've done for us and use that as a platform of testimony to others to say that the same thing can be done for you if you accept the fact that your righteousness doesn't really have any value. And so if we do try to take the credit for it, remember what he said, if you are just doing it so that you can receive the recognition, the uh, applause, the celebration of men, then you have your reward. You are not building up anything in heaven.
And then if you remember, that's how we got to the hypocrisy. Because you're trying to act like you're doing this for God, but ultimately you're doing it for yourself. And we don't, we really don't want our set, our work, our actions and all that to come down to that. So we don't want to try to say, well, I got all these accolades, I got all these rewards. and We don't want to say that that is true righteousness. Because if our motive is to get the accolades, then we put on the mask, the facade, and we are hypocrites. And that's not what we want to be. So that now pushes us or that now make moves us to ask this final question is what is this kingdom that we're seeking after uh let, let's break it down like this let's 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 do like they say let's do this barney style so the if we break down the word kingdom the first four letters are king. So if we were to make it kingdom or place where a king rules, um, the first thing that we would have to have is a king. So we need to have a king in order to have a place where a king rules. So all these other kings throughout the world, we don't have a king in the United States, but <clears throat> we're all these places where they have a king. That's why Jesus says that he is the king of all the kings. That he is the Lord of anybody that believes that they are Lord or that they that calls themselves a Lord. He would, that means Jesus would be the president of all presidents. The prime minister of all the prime ministers. He is the ultimate ruler. He is all in all. And so what kingdom are we functioning for or functioning in or seeking to build up? What is the kingdom that we're looking to build up? Are we building up the kingdom of the United States? Are we building up the kingdom of uh, our family? Are we building up the kingdom of our ethnicity? Are we building up the, ki the kingdom of our color? Are we building up the kingdom of our sexual preference? What kingdom are we building up compared to what kingdom should we be building up? If you're a Christian, then the kingdom that you should be building up is the kingdom of God and his way of doing and being right and living right. And he says, if you do that, then all these things will be added unto you. So where do we locate this kingdom? In order to locate the kingdom of God, the first thing that we have to do is we have to establish Jesus as the king of 
of our lives. Because we have to submit to the king in order to be a part of his kingdom. So our, in order for us to have the right objective, the right goal, we have to go through the proper procedures. And the proper procedure is to submit ourselves to God. And by submitting ourselves to God, we then realize that his kingdom is above every kingdom. And his kingdom dictates how we interact with the rest of the kingdoms. And then we, when we walk in that, we live by his rules. We live by his standard. We interact according to those rules and standards. We, and we act and we are in the righteousness of his kingdom. So his way of doing and being right. That's why he says that we should operate by seeking first. Making it the main thing, the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And wouldn't that mean that if we seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, that it would change how we interacted, it would change how we moved forward, it would change everything about us and we would do things differently. Because it would not be about us doing things for us. It would be about us doing things to serve the kingdom of God. And that is why we're on this. What is the main thing? The main thing is to bring the kingdom of heaven to earth. If you go down to verses number 8, I believe it's 8 through 12. Jesus then teaches them what is called the Lord's Prayer. And in the Lord's Prayer, he makes this statement. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That it will be done on earth because it's already established in heaven. So our responsibility is to Bring that mindset, that heavenly mindset into our areas of influence so that there can be the mindset of heaven on earth. And that is our responsibility. That's why we talk about being the ambassadors, being the citizens, being those people that live in accordance to the kingdom of heaven. So as we are pursuing making Christ the head of our lives because he is the king of kings, he's the Lord of lords, that we are actually submitting to him. And as we submit to him and his kingdom and his righteousness, it will cause us to interact differently with the rest of the world. And when we interact differently with the rest of the world, that causes them to react differently to us. That causes changes. And that should be our main thing. Our main thing should be to bring the kingdom of heaven to this earth.
by how we conduct ourselves as its citizens. So what is your objective? What is your goal? Is your goal to look as if you're a kingdom of, citizen of the kingdom of heaven? Or is your objective to be a king, uh, a citizen of the kingdom of heaven? To look or to be? To look, we already told you, that is where we get the word hypocrite. Or to be a citizen is to act and do things in accordance with the rule of heaven. Well, I'm just going to lay that in your lap for you to contemplate and to think about. And you're also going to have opportunity to do, throughout the week to uh, listen to this again if it's so it's caused you to think about some things. And I want to remind you that if you do not know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, that today is a good day as any for you to make that change. Because his way of doing and uh, being right is totally different than the world. Again, we talked about the world desire is for you to get all the credit, to you to get all the accolades, and he says that's your reward. But his reward is an eternal award. Reward. It is eternal, eternal, and it will cause things to not only change in eternity, but also things to change in your life today. So choose Christ today if you have not already done so. The Bible says in Romans, the 10th chapter and the 9th verse, it says that if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you shall be saved, delivered, rescued. And the, the saved, delivered, and rescued is from the penalty of sin. For the Bible says that the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So he wants to take you from a death sentence to a life sentence because of what he's done for you. And it's all you have to do is accept it. Now, there's some other processes that you need to go through to become a better citizen. It's just like when you move to a new country. I know a lot of us have not done that, but when you move to a new country, you learn things along the way after you become a citizen. It opens up things for you to be able to say and do and have access to when you become a citizen. But it's still a process that you have to go through. It's the same thing with the kingdom of heaven. Once you accept Christ in your life and you submit to his lordship, you then go through the process of now putting back the things that were focused on being selfish and then being a good citizen ambassador of the kingdom of heaven. If you made that decision today, I'd ask that you would let us know. You can email us at info at godshousecc.com. And we'll provide you with some information to assist you along the way for you to become more and more conformed to the kingdom of heaven. Well, friends and family, that is all we have for today. And we want to thank you for being a part of our, our service and our message. The main thing, the objective. The main thing, the objective. What is your goal? 
Until next week, God's blessings be upon you in Jesus' name.